Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. This is episode 322, as far as I, I think that's right. I think they got the numbering right. Episode 322, and lots of great reaction to episode 321, uh, both on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, some of it was the, just based on the fact that it was like 20 days since the Geekscape 320. But um, yeah, 20 days between Geekscapes, I don't like going almost three weeks between a Geekscape because it's for my sanity as much as it's for your entertainment. And uh, longtime Geekscape, as Carson Bratton wrote on Twitter, that uh, he enjoyed the last episode. It was good to, that I still have time for Geekscape. Uh, let's, let, let's make something very clear. Geekscape, it's going to keep going. <laughs> like, like, all I need is a, re is a recording device and a guest. And uh, we're working on, very, on a lot of things, as we said last episode. One got postponed, maybe indefinitely, I don't know, but the TV show today uh, that we're supposed to launch next Wednesday wrote today and was like, hey, that's your phone, Carl. Yes. The, the TV show today wrote and was like, uh, guys, uh, we're going to postpone it. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just another thing to, I don't know. I, I kind of feel good about the postponement of the show with the UK because uh, not that we were all ready, but... Uh, a lot of work had gone into it, and uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on right now, including the launch of the YouTube channel that we, we can do. So launch the YouTube channel. I'm out of town this weekend in Colorado at the festival. And then uh, announced today up on the website at geekscape.net is that Doc of the Dead is premiering on the 18th of March on Epics as part of an entire zombie-thon with movies like my favorite, one of my absolute favorites, Night of the Comet, and like honestly, if you have epics, I know Big Yank says epics because he said so on on uh, I think Facebook or something. Um, but he said if you, if you have epics from like that morning on, you can watch zombie movies. And then there's Doc of the Dead, the the world premiere television premiere, and then uh, and then you can watch um, uh, World War Z. So that's cool that Epics is making an entire zombie day, and we are I, arguably with World War Z, we are the like st like cool thing about that so that's cool and then uh, obviously the movie premieres on the 10th in south by southwest uh in march so it's gonna be busy and then uh luckily so luckily we don't have to launch a tv show next week <laughs> and i can do more geekscapes with you guys um people enjoyed marie as a guest and i think marie's amazing this week uh well a few days later th this episode i've got carl reed uh, our artist for Miami Vice. How's it going? Carl is in from St. Louis, Missouri, and he was in town for a very specific reason that if you subscribe to the Geekscape YouTube channel, you will be seeing it. Carl's been helping us shoot some promotional material, video promotional yes. material for the Miami Vice launch, and I don't even know how to describe it. It's probably the mind, mind F? Yeah, a bit of a yeah. mind, mind bang. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, subscribe to the Geekscape YouTube channel. You'll find out Geekscape TV. Um, but we spent the last two days filming this uh, sketch, video, promotion Epic. for you guys. Epic. It's got Saga. violence. It's got gunfights. Yeah. It's got drugs. It's got everything you'd want in a Miami Vice video. Uh, but we shot it over the course of two days here in Los Angeles and uh, running around everywhere. Not getting arrested, <laughs> luckily. Dressing hilariously, and you know, and you guys will see it. Carrying fake guns. And carrying fake guns in Hollywood, which is a big no-no. Like yeah, exactly. I tell my, I tell my film students, guys, you got to get permits and permission, and the guns have to have orange caps on the end. Like, I, like shooting, like using fake guns in Hollywood, really anywhere, but but filming and stuff like that, is a is like a major issue here in Hollywood, where. You know, every couple months you'll see Someone you'll see a news story. Dies. Yeah, every every couple <laughs> months you'll see a news story of like like a film crew and like Eagle Rock, and they're coming out of a coffee shop, and all of a sudden these kids are doing a scene where they rob a convenience store. They'll come out on the sidewalk, and they're like all like half of Eagle Rock's police department is out there putting guns at them. And the kids almost get blown away shooting some student film because they didn't get a permit or didn't get you know have fake real guns, and nobody knows that they're shooting a, a, like a student film. So it's serious business, and Carl and I risked that. We risked it so that we could go. It's not and, a good uh, lesson to the kids. It's an awful lesson. It's a lesson <laughs> that I espouse the opposite of every time I teach. Guys, get a permit. Guys, let people know where you're shooting. Hey, if you have guns, you got to get a special this or that. And then here you and I are running around <laughs> stupid guns, <laughs> acting like freeze. Right. Drug dealers, da 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 So we had a lot of fun shooting that, and uh, Carl goes back to uh, – 
St. Louis tomorrow to make yes, sure that Miami Vice stays on track for what, what do you think the release date is on this comic book? It's coming out this month. It's, it's a February release, definitely. It's a February release, definitely. Definitely a February release. You know there's two or three like, less days. I, February, I understand right? that. And you know what caps out at the 28th? This is not a leap year. You do not get wait, a grace Wait, it's not grade. a leap year. Yeah, you yeah, can't okay, come out okay. We still Okay, we still have maybe two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's this it. month, definitely. Okay. Definitely this month. A digital release, Miami Vice, issue number one. Yep. He's done the artwork. I'm sharing artwork tests with yeah. uh, Gene Solin. Yeah. He's crazy. Well, he's from South America. Yes. Uh, so our artist, Gene, is the guy who's doing the pencils, and Carl is doing, like, finishes and doing some other stuff on the on the book. And uh, I like that I'm not sharing a writing credit with anybody because you guys are sharing, like, the art credits and yeah. stuff. And um, and so this is what happens. Like, Gene's hits me up on Facebook, and he's from where? Like, Brazil? Brazil. So Gene's is from Brazil. He's the penciler, and he goes... Do you like last pages? Sorry, late. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But Jeans and I talk about the book via Facebook. Or, and it's not really like a very good creative yeah, process. Yeah, a detailed thing. Because he, he speaks Portuguese. And his English is a little choppy. And I think any changes that I ask for should go through our editor, Shannon. Definitely. Like Definitely. Shannon should be the guy reporting the changes. Guy. Because Jeans has an agent. Jeans has like an art agent yep. that helped them get the job. Everything should go to Shannon because I don't know if Jeans is getting paid for updates or if Jeans gets paid for like... Yeah, it all goes... It all has to go yeah. through Shannon. So, you know, everything's kosher. Yep. And so when Jeans hits me on from Facebook, he's like, how do you like the card draw? I'm like, I, uh, it's great. Um, but I don't know if Shannon's been telling him like, listen, you got to redo the card draw. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. His, yeah, I don't want to approve something. His English that, is better yeah, than yeah, I give yeah. him credit for, but... Uh, knowing that Vice is in the original continuity, I've been sending some like silly anal notes, like, "Hey guys, the the side view mirrors on the car have to be round, not square, yeah, because it's a 1961 Coupe de Ville. Like, let's be real. Like, you let's know. make sure that the plants don't flare out too much at the bottom. Because yeah, we don't want it to look 70s. We don't want to look 70s. Like, yeah. I, I mean, has it been tough working with me on the book, Carl? Uh, probably yes. Really? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, it's easy. No, it's straightforward. <laughs> I'm like, really? Man. Pretty straightforward. Just let me tell no you, at all. I don't spend any time on those scripts. <laughs> They're easy for See, me. See, that's the tough part. We got to go in and take and out all rewrite the poo Rewrite it. All the stupid <laughs> jokes. Um, yeah, and, and, um, and I mean, I like working with you guys so much that... Uh, that uh, I think you guys are want to go. You guys want to print more Super Action Man comics, right? Yes, we do. So, all right. It, it, Carl's one of the heads over there at uh, Lion Forge. So, you guys actually want to print more Super Action Man comics? That's the goal. That's, That's the what goal. we got into the That's what you guys comic in business for. No, get the hell out of here. Strictly but, for a Super Action um, Man. We, you, got, you said only for America. You would only you would only print the Super Action Man books in America. Uh, only for America. Really? They can go. They can go elsewhere, but only only for Americans. So Americans abroad can buy it. But. I think I think that it's your patriotic duty to make sure Super Action Man comics, which will probably be intensely xenophobic, mm -hmm. like they should probably oh, okay. Be, so use it as propaganda. Yeah, you guys should airdrop yeah. that stuff into like. Some of the worst hell right. holes in the this world. The mountains of Fallujah. Or... No, no, I was thinking places like uh, Toronto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Toronto, Dirt, uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro, yeah. Um, Paris. Yeah. Paris needs to like man up. Slums. These, scummy, yeah, listen. Scummy Paris. Paris needs to Like, the French people need to read it and be like, oh, so that is what a man is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. That is a, oh, I red, think white, Russia blue. has it. See, France Keaton. got close. France got close with the idea of red, white, and blue. Right. But they just didn't do it right. They right. don't have the stars and bars, baby. Right. You need stars the stars. The stars, like, kind of cement it. It's like a, yeah. a general has so many stars, but our flag has 50. And Britain got the stars right. Right. But come on now. Exactly. Like, guys, figure it out, please. Um, the manliest thing about france is probably john claude van damme and he's from belgium so like there really you like you guys are having, yeah. maybe jean renault is the manliest thing about france yeah definitely and the manliest thing he was ever in was the professional because in godzilla all he did was go french rolls <laughs> remember him in godzilla <laughs> that's the only line of john renault's that i remember from godzilla is him going french rolls 
Because it was such I, a stupid joke. I forgot that he was in that. I tried to forget that entire movie. And he was in Admission Possible. Listen, I hate what your mic's doing. Because, like, you're wearing it with a hoodie, and then it rushes up against your hoodie. you got a chest up here. I'm just... Sorry, Geekscapist. I'm fixing his microphone. All right, there you go. No, it's still... It's giving you the floppy flops. There you go. There like, you go. Ah, oh, floppy. Look, it's flopping. It still needs to be floppy. pointed right at your mouth. It's so... Oh, Geekscapist, you're going to hate me. So, um, Carl. Yep. How do, why did you get into comic books? Because you're an artist. Why did you get? Whoa! I almost fell out of my chair. Why did you get into comic books? Why did you get into comic books? Because uh, we're going to talk comics this issue, and then we're going to talk about RoboCop, which we went to see the new RoboCop. But why did you get into comics? Like, what was it about? I have to blame it on my older brother. Okay. Ike. Ike, who's DJ Hijack yes. on the forums and the longtime Geekscapist. As far as I can remember, he's had long boxes filled with comics. How older? How much older is Ike? Uh, Ike is probably twelve or thirteen years older than me. Really? Six years, I think. Wait, no, no. He is your brother. You should know how much he's six older. Years. Six he years. Six years. Of you. Five okay. and a half. Okay, he's five six and a half years. years. Okay. Seventy-three. Okay, he was born that's, in seventy. That's his official. Yeah, his social security number is. Okay, so so hijack. I was just explaining to you at dinner. He has been a geekscape since the beginning for like eight years. We know almost nothing about DJ. Hijack. I, I, I only knew that his name was Ike. Uh, I only learned his name was Ike two, three years ago. Yep. He is an enigma wrapped in a mystery, yep. wrapped in a black hole of uh, just shadow. But he used to have comics. You used to read the comics. And that was, that's what got you into drawing. Yes, definitely. Like, what would you do? Like, like, like imitate the comic? I, w- I wouldn't even. Like, it was just such a normal thing, normal part of my life. Like, I'd go to school and draw a day and things like that and read comics they were always around me so i didn't realize that other people didn't have right. comics lying around mm-hmm. so i realized that once i turned 16 17 and everyone was like oh you're drawing right also but you thought everybody just drew yeah i just thought it was just something kids did and I mean, got when we're like three four five six seven eight like we not do in draw. color I but, then, but then you were draw- you know yeah you're right like, yeah. like we were all kind of artistic and then after a while kids stopped being it artistic. fades away and you right. become like being like a like a kid who just likes soccer. Or you become a sportsy. Uh, kid. You become. I used to do that. Used to love doing it, but right. and then I stopped. Like I think about um, my mother's a painter. My mother's an awesome. oil painter, like a fantastic oil painter, like really uh, incredible. And people are like, "Oh, Jonathan, you have that art ability." You it's know, because I blood. used to I used to draw. It's in your blood. This and that. And but I think mine is just painting images you know, or like words think, and stuff. I think I don't believe in artistic talent. At all? You believe in hard work. I believe in hard work because right. everyone doesn't get it. In, it's not in their blood. It's none of that. No, you got to you got to put your exactly. Mind, your time you just in. have to put the time in. Right. That's it. And so, so I, why did Ike not become an artist? Little known fact is he is. Ike's an artist. Ike DJ Hijack's an artist. Yes, an artist. he is. He did a uh, what what kind was that? He just he did a bunch of sketches. At one really? of the cons, yeah. At Comic-Con? He pops it out. Like I said, that, that's back to the Enigma thing. He, he, why is he so shadowy? He, I don't know. So he actually draws. Is he any good? Yes. He's good. Wow. Ike, he, he, the guy is so private. What, is, what happened to him that he's so private? I, if, if I knew, I would share with you guys. We're, we're if I knew, I would share with you guys. School, I don't, like, like I said, Enigma, even, you know... Uh, we tried to set up a sting at home to find out more information you just with my mom and everything, but no. Okay. Yeah. Well, um... Not even that. That would be so a I, normal so, amount of yeah, information yeah. to find out about a person. He was even weird about that. Right. <laughs> so, like, you and I were always drawing, and then you just kept going. and, eh, and I even and like I that. I was actually too. not as interested. I didn't see it as a career or anything mm-hmm. like that aspirational. Just like I just thought it was just something everybody did, liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ike got into actually doing it kind of semi-professionally, kind of on wow. the side. Okay. And uh, uh, then I was seeing them like actually make money doing it and things like yeah, cause, that. Yeah, because the guys behind Lionforge, like Lorenzo and stuff, like yes. he he's been doing it for yeah. a long time. Lorenzo, he's little known fact he started in the mid 80s i think he started drawing comics in the mid 80s if if you guys can find uh steck was probably his first book for it's a a robot comic he also did a gi joe 3d okay he did a he's he bounced around from here and there right doing fill-in books and things like that. okay but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm easily the, the, the and, new kid on the block because, like, Shannon, our editor, worked at DC, worked at all these different and places. And I actually worked with Shannon on a comic book project when I was 16, I think. When you were 16? When I was 16. I couldn't pick my nose properly when I was 16. I, I was, you know, like, that, that's crazy. Yeah. I wasn't the best right. when I look back at it, but, you know. And now he's our editor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, like, the new kid to the comics profession but uh you guys are cool and it's a fun entry way and it's cool and um you know what i was telling is if i if you guys give me enough work that like i don't need to do anything like like if i'm not shooting then that's really what would impress me because i pay my student loans for film school <laughs> and i'm like all right so you better be filming right? right like you're paying your student loans for film school you better be filming you better right. be writing scripts you better be shooting and uh and making movies the comic book stuff is awesome but I can't go. I can't go all into yep. comics because a I don't I don't have faith in the industry. Yep. I have faith in the medium, but that's not the same thing. Like I have faith in comics. I think comics there will always be comics. Yep. But I don't well, have faith in the industry. I think you the don't have to have faith out. in the industry now because of the internet. Now, if you want to go f- forward as a uh, independent with your own being, you Jonathan London, you can do that because of the in- industry. I can just make comics. You can make uh, well, it, and you can actually monetize it. it too. Okay. But you cannot do it as a company as easy. No. Because you have to play by everyone's rules. So why did you guys start your own company? Not only that, as African Americans, why did you guys start your own company? Because that's a bit of resistance, isn't it? It's do you a, think there's some resistance? Bit, yeah, I think it's in, a in little civil black, rights issue there. Do you really think there's, a, there's like an issue with like you guys being a black company? You know what? I don't think it's comics? an actual issue with our content, but no. uh, at these shows, it's pretty off-putting. So to have I, a whole I've been booth to a couple of, uh, cons with yeah. you guys. I've been to a couple of cons and something crazy happens at the cons with the Lion Forge guys because you see a, a booth full of black people. Yep. Weird. And, 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 and people, and I've been there while people come up and they ask to take photos of you guys like you're a zoo attraction. Yeah. And they're like, oh, i got to take a picture because this is such a positive thing that these right. black guys started a comic book company and it's like four or five black people at a comic book company and they'll take a picture of you guys. To put it on, like, what are you going to do it's, with that it's picture? Like, it's February. It's black do think, history. Do you think that's reverse racism <laughs> that these people take you know the what? photos? If it is, that's good, I guess. Why? Right? Is reverse racism good? I, I don't know, but it's like, it's almost like, like white liberal guilt. You know what I mean? That these people are like, well, that's like a I little bit take of that. A photo. That's cool. Uh, I, I, I can't speak <laughs> whether or not you're going to take it or not because, like, yeah. it's, it's for you to take. Yeah. Right, but um, I just remember a, I don't think he should be named, but we were at New York Comic Con, and down the way there was a legendary creator. Oh, created, yeah, like, I mean, he created some of the big, you know, 70s and 80s comic characters. Huge. And, huge. Uh, and he had a booth down the way from us, older dude, and every day he would come in, pass the booth, and be like. And say something black. That has to do with say black. Say something about the color of you guys' yeah, skin. Exactly. Like, wow, you guys got the, the diversity booth. Right, and then right. there was one time it was me sitting there. With like the four of you guys, and he'd be like, "Oh, you guys got diversity today. You invited the white guy," <laughs> and I was like, "I'm half Mexican. <laughs> like, I, I hate to ruin, I hate to pop and your balloon." It's so shortly after the Klan rally, but I'm the, half Mexican. <laughs> and if anybody's ever been to our booth, you see we have event like people, like booth babes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're not yeah. necessarily babes, but no, yeah. they're they're, they're so, more like people to help you run the booth. Exactly. So we'll have uh, uh we have one that we use very often. He's a nice friend of the family. Uh, the line about Jesse? family, Jesse. Oh yeah, so Je- Jesse Jesse's sits like, there, Jesse's and then everyone like the... beelines around. Everyone else at the booth goes directly to Jesse because he's white and asks him the questions. Like, oh, I need to speak guys, to you. I need to speak to you. You guys so I can can't get a be job with line forge. You guys, Jesse, <laughs> Jesus, the poor helpless, ba- uh, poor and he's helpless. Like, he's, he's, he's like a poor helpless bastard. He's it, like 19 years old or something. Yeah, he's early 20s. You know, Jesse's probably the one with the least amount of faculties at that booth, and they come to him because he's white. There you go. Is that true? That's it's all that the is way crazy. True. It's definitely true. But I met Jesse and I was like, "Oh, he's a nice kid," but not. Uh, there's there's something missing with Jesse, right? Like there's a, a something screw loose or something. Oh, uh, he's he's tops. They don't fuck with you, Jesse. He's tops. Um, wow. See you at WonderCon, Jesse. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like Jesse quite a bit. So um, that's comics, and I mean, what are you reading? Like as a comic guy who's drawing comics, like. What are you reading? Uh, like, what can you recommend to the audience? I love, right now, I like uh, Lobster Johnson. I, I'll read anything that has, like, Mark, Mike Mignola or John Arcudi's name on it. 
beautiful work right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I read Stewart. for writers yeah. and I also read for artists. So, uh, strangely enough, I think Marvel is doing really good with all the X titles from an art yeah. perspective. Like, it's crazy right now. Could you imagine that Brian Michael Bendis going to the X-Men? Because I was ready for him to go off the mm -hmm. Avengers, and he went to the X-Men, and it's like a completely different writer. Yep. Completely re-energized those books, but I, I agree, like, Stuart Eminem on the, the X-Men books is and fantastic. And even from a coloring side, it's like a, I don't know, I think it's the best in a long time. Right, agreed. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's so many. Nova at Marvel was mm -hmm. huge. Daredevil with Chris Samney and Mark Waid right. was awesome. Uh, and that's going to continue. Like, the Daredevil is getting a new number one yep. in, like, March or February. They're getting a new number one with the same team. It's Mark Waid and, and what's the guy's Chris name? Chris Samney. Chris Samney. I've never heard of this guy, He's but his artwork uh, was fantastic. local from St. Louis. Really? Yeah. Get him to do a Lion Forge book. How expensive do you think that guy would be? I don't. It's not about expense. It's about right. time. Right. Like he's doing everyone's book booked Marvel. up. Everyone's booked up. Right. So we would love to work with everyone, but everyone right. has prior commitments. Who are some so. of like the names that you guys have recently brought into uh, Lion Forge? One of the besides me. One of my favorites is Cullen Bunn. Cullen and Bunn. He's doing some crazy stuff with Night now, Trap. Now he's doing Night Trap. Yes. And we got to talk. Yes. Let's because, talk about Night listen. Trap. Sure. Night Trap. Yes. I agree with you. Because okay. Night Trap was it's a video game campy. that I played. And I've read the Colin Bunn comic, yes. and I think the Colin Bunn, Bunn comic awesome. is cool. Yeah. Like, I've read the first two, three issues, and I think that, that is a comic. If you like horror comics, I think that... We're not trying to recreate Night Trap. No, and you're not... Yeah. Listen, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I played Night Trap on the Sega CD as a 12-year-old boy, loving the I, game. I, I mean, I it's was, a... It is right a game about you. girls scaling clad getting dumb vampires chasing. I mean, you have to exactly. do traps, right? If anybody's a gamer... Hopefully you remember Night Trap from the Sega CD games. Um, why change the Night Trap concept into like a, a, an axe murder type concept for Colin? Like, what? Well, who who was behind that? Because I got the bone to pick with that person. You know what? Not that I don't enjoy the Colin Fun book. Oh no, it's, I do. it's I do. great. Like, I do, but it like, ain't no it's, night, it's awesome. But it's like, like it's a different thing. It's it's definitely a different. Why? Thing. Who who made it the different? Okay, so it's not exactly the old Night Trap. No, it's very much not. It's yeah. totally not the night yeah. Uh Only the name is really in common. Yeah. And the fact that it's a horror. Okay. So we would have loved to do a, you know, campy slasher thing. Right. But um, that wasn't my call. Dave's call? I wouldn't necessarily say Dave's the call. Licensor? I think it was kind of a, no. That's, it, that's There's four or five of you guys in the company. Make a name. Yeah. And, I, and that's who I'll talk to. Who can I throw under the bus right you throw now? I'm going to throw Ike under the bus. Even though he wants to see it campy, so I'm not going right. to throw him under the bus. So, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to see it campy. I don't even Because I like the book. I, I, like see the book. It, I want to see it campy, but not like, uh, I mean campy as in uh, not trying to be funny, but more right. like a campy situation, like girls having a sleepover and... Right. These classic situations. You know what? I just got, um, what did I just get? Uh, Sleepover Massacre on Blu-ray. Like, 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 yes. like uh, what is Shout Factory just sent me this Blu-ray of um, Sleepover Massacre. What kills me about those Blu-rays? Like, Are they new I... prints or is it just an old movie like a on rescan? I don't know. Or Blu-ray. I've got to send, like, should I send this to Matt Kelly to review or should I watch it a couple times? Because I remember from when I was in high school. Um, now all I'm saying is, like, if you guys are going to do that Night Trap comic, let's do one that deals with that like like the the SWAT uh, team yeah. that is in the video game and like and doing nothing and they don't do anything they doing actually nothing. they hire the gamer at the beginning of the game right. is like a like this video of the guy looking at you be like <laughs> glad you're here listen you have to go into the house and infiltrate it's the sleepover we're SWAT They're, yeah we're we a SWAT team guys. we're sitting here with all what this technology what are the vampires named they uh, oh, some I kind forget, of special they put those, name they put those little clapper yeah. things around your neck they put the little sucker things around your neck yeah and, um, and like, can, can we just write one issue about that? Like, can we just do one? Because I want to do that black character who's in the uh, uh. who's in the thing that goes, vampires, you got to be jamming me. And then, like, three seconds later in the video, a vampire pull, like, pulls him behind the couch and goes, Aah! like, I have a memory for that crap. Hey. So when you guys announced that you guys were doing Night Trap, or I learned about it, I was like, vampires, you got to be jamming me. Yeah, I, I have a fine place in my heart for the old... But it, yeah. but, it, but it has no place in the comic books, is that what you're yeah. telling me? It, it, shows, it ain't going to happen. It's, you just it's, tell me if it's not going to happen. It, it's, it's not going to happen. But that being said, 
the book is great. No, not to diss the book because it's great. Like to get a horror uh, book. It's it's the setups are great. Yeah, the the art's beautiful. And Cullen also writes. And Cullen, dead, like the what the, you know what I'm reading right now that he does uh, Night of the Living Deadpool. Oh, so yeah. Marvel has him doing like Deadpool on like like 20 days later, but it's Deadpool. It's called Night of the Living Deadpool. And it's Deadpool and like a zombie thing, and it's two issues are out so far. I'm enjoying it. It's a fun comic. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and, and who else? Who else you got? Uh, let's see that you can announce. I know some of them, but I don't know who you can announce. Who can I announce? Uh, well, that's it. Really excited day. about uh, Joe Phillips is working on Sorority. It's okay. an internal project. Uh, who else? No, Sorority is Dave's book. Sorry, He's the head Sorority of is uh, Dave's book. And I told Dave to his face after I saw the artwork for Miami Vice Colored. I said, this is the best book you're going to publish. And he said, no, it's going to be my book. I hate to tell Dave, his book, nobody knows what it is. Right. No, It's based on a young adult book. No, no, no. It's, his, it's a new idea. It's a new idea. Even totally worse. Original. Even worse. Totally original. Even more deck stacked against you, Dave. Nobody knows what it is. You have got to figure out how to get it into the public See, lexicon. See, but I wouldn't gauge it off to... number ones. Let's gauge it off number twos and kind of give them a fresh shake. Okay, so he gets... What, because what if we mean? totally mess up on Miami Vice, then I think it'll be even... Which, of course, we won't. I've seen the Miami Vice awesome. finished issue. Right. I've seen it. It's good. It's going to be the best book you yes. guys have published. I only had to beat Rollboy. I agree. But it's going to be the best book you guys published. And I've said that to you. I've said it to Dave. I've said it to the people working on the other books. You know what? Talking trash. I really like Quinn Credible. Like, okay. No, I really I like, like uh, Rollboy is my favorite. I, yeah, I like Rollboy as well, too. I'm a little too close to it. Oh, you it's draw my, it. It's my thing. It's your thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't draw it, but yeah, it's, we kind of created it. It's my it. favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and so, so you're reading Marvel, you're reading some other stuff. Uh, the guys, I'm, I'm telling you though, the image, and I've said it for the podcast. Oh yeah, they have. The image books right now are the best the image books yes, have ever been. and pretty much high quality across the board. Yes. Yeah. It's and like Straight Bullets is coming back, so I'm excited yeah. about Straight Bullets coming back. They, see, the thing about it is, you know, Lion Forge would love to work with some of those same teams. So if, if, if image isn't. I'll the just place get you better. want to be? Come on. Don't worry. I'll get better. Yeah. And we'll figure out. No, it's just going to be super action, man. That's all you guys get stuck with. You guys just get stuck with a guy. <laughs> and and, and an adaption of the classic Night Trap. That, and I've been bugging uh, Dwayne, who you're licensed, or I've been bugging him to get me Kubert. I don't know what I would, I would do with it, but I just think it would be ridiculous to have a comic book based on yeah, the definitely. video game Kubert. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, that's the problem is I want to get, like, licenses for all the cool stuff that I like and... Uh, then will be the old title company. Okay, so if there is a property out there that you would want a license for, what would it be? Like, if, if you could get any property, like, there is out there, what would you want to make a comic for? Okay, I probably have to split it between two. The Last Dragon. Oh. I want to... I <laughs> a very Nubian of you. <laughs> the Last Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Strangers with Candy. The, the, the Strangers show? with Candy was... The comedy show? Yes. How the hell would it you was do a Strangers before with Candy comic? Like, how would you do Comedy it? in comics is, is not there. And when, no, when it's attempted, no it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, there's no funny comics, really. When it's attempted, it's terrible. I would love to, you know, get that old Strangers with Candy team with Paul Danello, Amy Sedaris, and Stephen Colbert, even. Yeah. Uh, and just, I think that'd be beautiful. Wow. A Strangers with and Candy comic. Because that like, was before field. it's time. Absolutely. It'd be perfect now. You know John Schnepp, who we saw earlier? Yeah. He shot some of the Strange uh, Candy stuff. I think he shot. That's their, awesome. No, he shot Upright Citizens Brigade, which is similar. Which stuff. is cool too. Yeah, John shot the pilot for Upright uh, Citizens Brigade. Yeah. You should have talked some to him about that, some of that crap. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea that. at all. And what was the other one you said you'd do a? Uh, uh, Last Dragon. Last Dragon would be a really easy comic. But that's not out there somewhere. Have you guys asked? There was a Last Dragon comic a few years ago. In my opinion, not to yeah. poo-poo on people's work. I think it could have been done better. Like, it needs love. It needs love. And I wouldn't do a one-to-one. Uh, I'd either take it afterwards right. or... Right, But uh, it needs love. Huh. That's a good idea. That's a good one. Yep. Do you think it would sell? Do you think anybody would give a eh. damn? That's, you didn't, you didn't no, say what didn't do you think would that. sell. Because I'll tell you, sorority, I don't know. Come on now. Sororities. Dave's already setting it up to be a girl book. Sorority, girls, sorority, girls buy comics. Girls do not have buy us comics. On, uh, girls do comics. Not. 
Uh, what you call it? Uh, I think I think there are girls who do buy comics, yeah. but it is not. I think girls are actually the number one readers and purchasers of books and ebooks. Are period. you out of your mind? They are the number one. Wait, wait. Purchaser. You're talking about books. Books. You're not talking about comics. Not comics at all. Books. But I'm talking about. So comics. there's a there's a direct there's a correlation there. We can. Oh, these girls read. Give give it to the girls. We can give them content that's for them. But if they're if they're reading prose, why would what why would they but read what is, comics? What's comics the difference between being for males? What is the difference? Is Harry Potter for girls? But it's prose. Sure. And they're already reading prose. I saw a Gossip Girl manga. Girls buy manga it's all the Japanese, time. It's Japanese. It's weird. They buy manga. All the, it's just it's just they have dreamy eyes and like lots of reflections in the eyes and you, it's appealing. No, I agree that girls read manga. Do they read manga? I mean, but do they read comics? Are you guys doing sorority it, as a comic? It's as not like a, a lot of manga? it's not a lot of comics that's appealing to to women. I don't think. No, and, at I, all. and I agree. It's and I carry arms and, and uh, I know and I agree and I know that that's something that should be addressed. But is the but is it your job to make it the climate to the point of you putting you know out a what? book that may not have a climate for if, it? Like, like, like there if, may not be readers for this. If it was Hence my Miami choice, one hundred percent, that's the that's the direction we would be taking. I'm not one hundred percent, not not one hundred percent. I would be doing so much content for women because it's a total gap in the market. They're one hundred percent proven to be ebook buyers and digital book buyers. And so not just from a sales perspective, company, I just think there's no content, real content, other than manga and saga. I agree. Yeah, for yeah, girls. So yeah my wife reads saga. She yeah. loves that. I mean, you think, you don't think that's a giant, I mean, true, there are those people who are the first ones to go like, you know, to the Klondike and yeah, they, exactly. they strike gold. Yeah. I don't the know. In, in a, in outliers. A, I know, there are those outliers, but, but is there, I mean... Is this the climate to be doing crap like that when the comics industry is receding? That's one thing about uh, Lion Forge that's really cool to me is that while we do care about sales because we want to stay in business, right? We do do we do do like yeah. everyone else, but yeah. we also do things that uh, that may not be right. You know, financially. You know. so why are you doing just to try We're doing because that's what we, we why complain about it why complain about it all the time if you're not going to do anything if you're not going to you do know anything. what i respect that we're working with brandon you know uh brandon easton yeah on a, on a space opera with black people in it because there's deep yeah. space nine had cisco and that's deep about space it. Nine had, and then, no, no, no 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 the early days of the uh oh, upn or cw had that uh homeboys and homeboys out of space, out of space. which we're working with Flex from that. Yeah, you are, aren't yeah. you? Oh, man. So you guys are doing a black people in outer space thing. Uh, like, that's not Lion Forge's there, I know, thing. but are there only... It's not a black people thing either, so okay, I don't okay. want people so to think that either. So space opera is not just black people in outer space? Well, that book is some black people there. They it's just, black people what? in the future. Yeah, that's fine, and that's And that's, that's what it is, but right. But it's not like they just put like, all it's the not whiteies like, in it's an not airlock like, yeah, or something, It's not like Kenti colors and... Right. People in dashikis, <laughs> super futuristic dashikis, or anything like that. It's, and that's the problem, you know. That's why it can't just. That's be why Lion Forge isn't like a Nefertiti head on the side, <laughs> right, 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 and, yeah. and we're Lion Forge comics. You know, we want it to be our content is accessible to everyone. Well, there's crocodile. If you notice, tubs. if you notice, all of the content is diverse. Though we have women, we have right. Indian people. Even if they're Indian, just, where's an Indian person? Even if they're, if you look at Incredible Number One, okay. the first page, some people are sitting at a table With talking. A in normal comics, <laughs> in normal comics, there would be no. It would just be all white people. No problem with that. Like right. if you could be in Minnesota, right. but it wasn't Minnesota. It was like New York or something. Yeah, like that. it's not all white. So people. exactly. So it's it's expressed. Okay, it is all. So this is space opera. And there are other colors in outer space. Too. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that to Brandon uh, to dive into the details because I don't know any about anything about that. But but because sometimes it, it, I actually have Brandon on the show mm-hmm. and actually call him on this because yeah. sometimes when he posts on the Facebook, I always think that when he talks about diversity, he just means black. Does that make sense? Do you, I think do you I understand think, what I'm I saying. I think you can talk from your perspective, right? Right. Like. I think it would be a little not authentic if he's like, yeah, uh, from a Chinese perspective. Oh, uh, no, I, I understand. Pers- I understand. So, he can't speak for everybody. Yeah. Right. And he, and he is, he's, he's uh, uh, passionate he's about things. He's very passionate. He's very so, passionate about 
so, when I have on the show, I should be like, listen, Brandon, when you when you mean diversity, do you just mean black? Because that's not diversity. Yeah. You know it, what it, mean? Is it is diversity. It is diversity. Not if it's just black. Yeah, right, right. You I know what I mean? Know, but he doesn't mean just black. I think he means... I don't know. I read some of those Facebook posts. I read some of them, and it starts to sway. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I don't think he means, like, there's nobody else. It's more like have a voice for black people in yes, comics. and I and, agree. And to me, I don't think that voice is colored folks' comics. Where no, it's the black, it, the black, it, black man. The, the black, black man. I'm a black version of Wolverine, right. but I'm black. Right. You know? So that's not it. And, right. and I don't go to see these romantic comedies, Tyler Perry movies and all that, just because it's black people. And I right. don't go to see that. It's not my right. sort of thing. Right. You know? So just shoving black people into something isn't going to make it good. No. So let's start with good content and then yeah. have the- it diverse. You can have black characters. You can have white Absolutely. characters. Whatever... Uh, whatever strengthens the character gives them a background and <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, so let's talk. Because yep. we were talking about um, adaptations and licenses and stuff like that. This Robocop remake uh, with was... Joe Kellerman that just came out. We went and saw it. And what were your thoughts like seeing this movie? This is the new Robocop remake. It's got Michael Keaton and yep. Samuel Jackson and Gary Oldman. And Joel Joel Kenneman, he's from the the Killing. I think I've uh, butchered his name. name, but that's the main guy. That's the kid. That's the guy in the movie. So um, I sound like Van Damme. That's the guy. Uh, what do you think of the movie? You know, I it? went in with low expectations. Yeah, I think that was a safe way to go. Yeah, in, yeah. so uh, I was pleasantly surprised. So I recommend people see it. So do I. So do I. I think that it's. Uh, I think it's a. It's not an altogether successful mm-hmm. like like, you know like. Successful for me is you need, you know, for a movie like this is you go with lower expectations because you're like I can't believe they made remade Robocop. Successful to me is like Planet of the Apes remake. The Planet Just of the Apes remake would be successful, right. or even if you're thinking comedies like Twenty One Jump Street. Exactly. If it it takes rejuvenates you by surprise, the, the franchise. The franchise. Or it takes you by surprise, exactly. right? Um, this one uh, surprised me a little. Yeah. I was like, okay, this was a coherent story, yeah. and it actually did. And it looked things, great. Did some things that were interesting. It, I think it worked to differentiate itself from the other RoboCop for quite a bit while keeping some things the same, yep. the, the, the commentary on our role in social justice, in the police force, and the, you know, uh, police. Now, I mean, we're a different world in 1986, 87, 89. We're kind of in there when RoboCop came out. So, so they have to kind of update the social well, undertones. We, well, we weren't. I mean, we were the police of the world back then, but now it's with things like Iraq and yep. Afghanistan, it is more blatant that the U.S. is the police force, for the right. global police force. And so that has to you be addressed. You can't even gas your own people anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not RoboCop for the city of Detroit. Right. It's, it's a RoboCop for the city of Detroit against the backdrop of the police state of the U.S. against the policing of the, of the world. Right. And so they had to do that. And I think that they did pick a good director and Jose Padilla for it because watching movies like Police Squad or whatever, you know, what he was making um, in, uh, in, in Brazil, like those movies had those same kind of issues. Uh, here, it's a little bit more Hollywood, but, um, but uh, not completely unsuccessful. And, and now that you mention it, I do like the undertone of uh, we've already kind of came up with this technology and we're using it everywhere else. We yeah. just don't want to hear it. Yeah, we're we're using this this cyborg, not cyborg, not even it's cyborg, this robotic, robotic technology with yeah. Ed two hundred nines and things, almost put, like to, uh, different forms of drones, except for their yeah, to replace auto- soldiers. Yeah, we're, we're replacing soldiers in places like Afghanistan. The movie opens and it's like, where is it? Like Fallujah, Kuwait, or something? Yeah, and they're something. they're they're these militaristic robots that are, you know, uh, policing our Middle Eastern interests. And then it's like, why not have this at home? And the human, the, the human element's missing, and that's that's the thing that that is missing at home, and why the U.S. why Michael Keaton, who runs like the uh, runs runs kind of the the organization that would make all these robots, he wants to open it at home, exactly. but he needs a reason, and obviously they kind of roughly create the reason with destroying Alex Murphy's life, blowing him up. You've seen the RoboCop story before; they're a little bit different on this one. And one thing they do with him is they didn't make him 
totally evil. Just no. Michael Keaton's character? No, yeah. he's just corporate. And yeah. then uh, Gary Oldman's character, they gave a lot of heart to. Right. Because Gary Oldman's character is obviously the, uh, the, the, doctor. the guy, the doctor who kind of creates him, the scientist who creates him. And they gave him some heart, uh, but also a little bit of like, like Frankenstein remorse. You right. know what I mean? Where he's like, oh, what have I done? Da 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 da. So yeah, I but like he kind the of layers of the movie. He kind of flip flopped on that. A bit. He was like here yeah, and there, here, here and there. there. He he served a few different masters in the movie. So the movie had parts that were mixed. Um, the things it did successful was I th- I did think his, Joel Kinnaman's performance was solid. Yeah, it was a really good performance, especially knowing what he had to work with and far you know. And, it, and, and I thought it was very and close. especially being a floating face for most of the. <laughs> and it was movies. very close to what like. Uh, Peter Weller did in being like, okay, well, how would this work? And I remember like hearing interviews with Peter Weller where he was really trying to do the method research in trying to be like, okay, if I was how a robot, would I how would I, robot? how would I move? How See, would I rotate? And that's, that's one part and that I, like I don't like. Kellerman's and stuff. I know, I know, if you're doing movies and you do robots, you have to have <laughs> right, creaking right, right, robots, right. but it's future technology. Yeah, it's not creaking and stomping, goosh, 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 and creaking and. Well, you're just heavy. You can heavy, be heavy. Heavy, heavy still makes sounds. Yeah. When you're walking down the street and you're heavy, you make sounds. Yeah. And you're made of metal. Like, but then you can't he's avoid moving that. his arm and walking robot style. Yeah, like, there's like servos know? and stuff. And, but then when he starts fighting, all that robot stuff is out of the window. He's Yeah, good call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good call. The, the second he's actually moving faster, right. you'd think that those servos would be louder, but they're not. They're actually gone. That's a good point. Or hidden behind a gunfire. Or yeah, hidden yeah. behind gunfire and action and smashing glass. Um, I thought the action was good. Action was good, and it was uh, plentiful. The movie ends abruptly. I don't yes. think that's a spoiler to let you guys know. Anticipate an abrupt ending yep. that may not entirely be satisfying. That being said, uh, everything to that movie it, up to that point is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Not uh, again, not surpri- not not totally surprising, but right. enjoyable, and it's better than you'd expect. And uh, I wouldn't mind them making another RoboCop movie. No, keep the jetpack out of it. And I think they could fix a lot yes. of our issues from this. They could with the find, sequel. yeah, they can find their place right. on, the, on the sequel one. Um, no, it, it was a good movie. It's, it's kind of worth the. It's worth a matinee, I think. Yep. When you when you look at this movie, yeah, it's a worth a solid matinee. The RoboCop remake, um, and we're happy to report that because any of these movies that we're like, oh, why are they making it? If they just yeah. make it good, we're happy because they don't. They're not going in and ripping the DVDs of the old ones out of your hands. You know what I mean? Right. And, and uh, Paul Verhoeven, like, how, how do you compete with that? I think Paul Verhoeven, when he was making Total Recall, RoboCop, oh, just was just like on a classic level. Classic movie after classic He's just movie. a different level. Yeah. And I know I just named two, but like a decade later, he makes Starship Troopers, which I think is an incredible movie yeah. as well. And very close to RoboCop when you think of the time. Very close to both that and Total yeah, Recall. and Total Recall. You know, he, he just kind of had a, an eye for that stuff. Um you know, Jose Padilla, he, he's got his own style and his own, you know, he's got, he's got the, the, the story elements that interest him. And if you guys have, have watched his, I think they're called Police Squad movies in, in Brazil. Um, I, I think I'm getting that wrong now. Um, his earlier movies from Brazil are similar. You know, police corruption, you know, the role of police in society, role of the individual amongst the, 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 the thin blue line of yeah. the police force. You know, the loss of the individual, you know, within that society. It's all sorts of cool stuff that obviously those themes lend themselves to a RoboCop movie. Definitely. You know, so I'm happy to report that we kind of give it a thumbs up on this yeah, one. Thumbs definitely. up. Thumbs up. Um, I mean, obviously, we've been playing police officers ourselves for the last two <laughs> days here in Hollywood, yeah. running around shooting our, our and maybe that Miami might Vice. Taint, yeah, uh, I mean. It's definitely a It's good to see another officer out there. Now. I think, no, I mean, I was looking at some of the shots in RoboCop, and I was like, yeah, we kind of did that. A little better. A little better, though. We kind of did that a <laughs> yeah. little better, though, running around Hollywood doing our... <laughs> oh, man, just wait until you guys see this one. <laughs> I'm excited to have the channel up, though. You know, next week you'll see uh, The Hero of the Prophecy, which you may not have seen. You'll also see the HD version of Gay by Dawn, which I'm premiering this weekend in, in Boulder. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to finally get Geekscape TV going, because, um, I, th- I mean, we needed to address our YouTube for a while. <laughs> It's very important, and uh, and it's you know, and when I say a while, I think we've we've needed to address YouTube for years, and I think YouTube has actually started to lose some of its importance in those years. Like it started to erode, like 
YouTube still a powerhouse. It's still kind of the backbone. It's still kind of a backbone of a lot of stuff. But like, you know, now it's like, dude, Jonathan, you did not hop on it when the hop was good. You know, but that being said, we each do what we do. And we're excited. I'm excited about everything we work on, whether it's Geekscape or Miami Vice or another comic. Let's get Super Action Man comics going. And that's what makes stuff good. I'm excited about everything I touch. I was excited about this TV show. Maybe it won't launch next week. Maybe it'll launch in a month or two. Maybe it won't launch at all. I was excited about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, if it if it never comes to be the Inside London TV show, then um, I may have gotten some things out of it that was cool. Um, you know, I, I'm not worried about it. Guess what? It frees me up to do other things. Definitely. All in the same <laughs> direction: Geekscape, creativity, and entertaining the audience, which is you guys. Which you know, why would I not? Why would I not want to fulfill the obligation to you guys after the loyalty you've shown over years? You know, um, so Carl, you're working on Miami Vice. What other comics are you working on? Hmm, I don't. I don't want you working on other comics. I'm not really working on. Okay, because I wrote a. But script. that being said, I wrote I'm a not script. really working on Miami Vice after issue one. Right, because Gene's doing the work. Yeah. But I wrote you a specific. I story. am working on. Okay, we. I don't. We haven't announced it yet. Yes. There's a. There's a. A, a comic I wrote. I already I, I wrote that back in November. Yeah, you wrote it in November. I wrote it in November. And I, I handed instantly it in. got started on it. No, you didn't. I did. You started drawing it in November. I, I did the layouts in November. Where is it? I have the layout. I don't want to see the layouts. I want to see the comic. Yeah, the comic is not due yet. <laughs> the comic's not due <laughs> let's, yet. Let's put some firm <laughs> who sets, deadlines who, who in place. Who sets the due date? Uh, uh, you uh, do. Yeah. Oh man. So you can't give the master that kind of no, power. No, definitely. Uh, the master. Yeah, I'm definitely planning. To get started on it soon. Just got to get some things off my plate. Okay, here, how's this? How's this? We have that book in San Diego. Yeah, okay. let's do it. So let's we'll have the it. pages So let in San Diego or something like that. Just finish pages of the whole thing. Colored and everything. I don't know if uh, it'll be out by San Diego. What? Well, well, listen, if the pages are done and you're the one holding up the biggest part of the process... Why would it not be out by San Diego if the pages are done? Because lettering, well, there's, there's a whole lettering other is layer. faster than you. What's it's the, not uh, necessarily lettering? the you're lettering. You're the slowest person part of the lettering. Uh, yes. Like, like you're, yeah, you're the slowest definitely. part of the process. Well, what other layer? The, the thing about it is once it's done, it has to be kind of slid into the slate of things. So it has to be slid into the slate. Okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. San Diego is in mid to late July. Yep. We're working backwards. If the pages are done in May... Mm-hmm. You can get you lettering still have done in one three weeks. through eight to put out. Yes, but this is a, it's totally unconnected, but it could be confusing. To have a Miami Vice and maybe a Miami Vice something other. Colin Brotherhood. Colin, yeah. yeah, out. Can we announce it at San Diego? I believe we're kind of announcing it yeah. on the Geekscape yeah, here let's in it now. February that we have an additional Miami Vice title coming out. But all right, all right, okay. You know what? Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it not in front of Geekscape because then right. they might hold me to it and hold you to I'll it. Disappoint I, want everyone. To, I want them to hold you I would to it because you're slow as hell. I'm not slow. I'm I'm very fast. You just have very, a lot of other I'm jobs. very fast. I just have a lot of other things on my plate. I can bust out all I care page about and is a half, two all pages I, a day. I don't want you to do that because that starts getting sloppy. I just oh, all, yeah, I, probably all, all I care about is that the audience starts reading the comics and they can't read the comics. If you're doing a million things, delegate. Are you bad at delegating? It's, 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 yes, I am. I'm a, I am too, but whatever. It's, it's official. I'm going to get everything off my back and just focus on brotherhood. And finish it in a month. Yes. <laughs> please, do, please do not do that. Please do not do that. But yeah, if we get finished pages by San Diego, that means that we can show yeah, it to the Yeah, we'll have finished pages okay. by San Diego. Finished book by yeah. San Diego. And then release, At least the first release, issue. Then, well, we announced it in San Diego. It's one issue. It's, it's just a bigger issue. issue. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, a, it's, it's yeah, one issue, right. but it's twice as big yeah. as any other issue. Geekscape is just sitting there turning the Geekscape podcast off because they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but if you, you know, if we announce in San Diego, we can release it sept- Let's August, do it. September. Let's do it. All right. Because it's not like the announcement last year where they announced and Miami Vice last summer. And if we get it done earlier, we'll see. We'll see how the slate is. Okay. It may come out before. All right. San Diego, but I just don't want to. Say it will, and it won't. All right. Well, so. I'm going to wrap the Geekscape up so you can get back to drawing in your hotel room here. I hope you've enjoyed shooting Miami Vice-themed stuff in California yes, with us the last two days. Yes, it was 
pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you guys can. If you're on Facebook, you can find my Facebook or Instagram, Geekscape.net, and find one or two of the photos. Um, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for people to see it. People are like, "Wow, that was a really ridiculous photo." I'm like, "You know, it's from a video, right? Wait until you see the video, then you'll see the stupidity." Um, so happy to report that RoboCop's good. I think we got some comic book recommendations from Carl. And uh, next week, I'll have another Geekscape for you guys, which I'll have time to do because we're not launching a TV show, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. But uh, we are launching a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. You guys really should subscribe because I think it's going to have a lot of content you guys are interested in. Especially, I'm telling you right now, an HD version of Gay by Dawn, which has a few more bells and whistles. I didn't George Lucas it, though. And then it's got... Um, the, uh, the Hero of the Prophecy trailer, which will be cool. And uh, we're going to put a little push behind it. Um, and then there's like, I'm going to put up like 10, or 10 to 15 vintage Geekscape moments, uh, like little sketches and stuff. And then I'm going to pull them from other places on the Internet. It's the only place to get them is the Geekscape TV site, uh, or Geekscape YouTube, uh, TV YouTube. Uh, I'm obviously discombobulated because we've been shooting for two days straight. Um, yes. And we paused only to watch, go watch Robocop so we can tell you <laughs> Geekscape is about it. Now we've told you about it. Uh, where can we follow you on Twitter, Carl? Uh, Carl Forge. Carl Forge. Mm-hmm. On Twitter? No, no underscores, no nothing. No underscores or anything. Carl Forge Carl on Forge. Twitter. And there's Lion Forge on Twitter. And there's Lion Forge, yes. I'm at Jonathan Leonard on Twitter. Geekscape.net on Instagram. We're on Facebook and Twitter as Geekscape.net spelled out. And then uh, Geekscape TV on, on YouTube is where we're going to start hanging our hats, and you get, you're going to love it. Um, everything else, you just got to find it at geekscape.net. We're excited to go to South by Southwest with the Talk of the Dead. We're excited to see it on TV on the 18th. Um, a the lot Colorado. Of, it's crazy. By the end of March, the third month of this year, we're going to have a ton of stuff already done. And then we have to start working on the rest of it, which is a lot of cool stuff. So. I'm excited, yeah. I have to go to Colorado this weekend and <laughs> show Gay by Dawn, my gay movie that it helped me meet my wife. Whenever anybody's like, how'd you meet your wife? I was like, I made a gay movie. She came to see it. So uh, maybe I'll use that on the Q&A Friday night when I uh, freeze my butt off in Colorado showing the movie. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm really excited. Maybe I'll shoot some video in Boulder, bring you guys along with me. I always worry that that stuff's too narcissistic or too weird, like who gives yeah. a damn? But like, then I see other people on YouTube doing it, and I'm like, People are watching. I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. I like putting up narrative stuff on YouTube, but stuff that's like, hey, look at me and what I'm doing. It's like, it just seems weird. Maybe I'll give you guys a little bit of a glimpse to, you know, Boulder. Maybe it'll just be boring and I'll never post it. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> love you guys. We'll see you on the next Geekscape.